BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I am thrilled. It's the holiday season. We are gearing up, cooking full throttle, baby. Full friggin' throttle. I'm having hot flashes under this cashmere sweater, but I am so thrilled to be having you tune in. Thank you so much for making this podcast such a family affair. I am absolutely, truly obsessed and grateful with each and every one of you. And I have a very exciting guest in the studio today. My dear friend, we met on the interweb. She's so hysterical. We run in the same circle. And truly, I just want to bring you funny, amazing, genuine people. I am thrilled to introduce Becky Robinson. She's a comedian out of Los Angeles. She was a UCB kid. She's on tour right now. She's doing the most, not the least these days. And I just want to talk to funny, badass bitches. We have an incredible conversation and I cannot wait to share with all of you. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio, my friend, Becky Robinson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I got a sassy little minx on this couch with me here. Um, I have told y'all since the beginning, you know, I know you guys tuned in and thought this was going to be a podcast where I bring in people like Angelina Jolie, maybe, you know, Tara Reid, really just the top of the top celebrities. But in my life, I only like to bring you people that I love and respect and people who make me LOL, Rafflecopter. I've got a really fun comedian here on the couch with me today. Let's just bring you in. Let's not even hesitate. Let's not even fuck around. She go. Becky Robinson, how you been? Well, I mean, it's not about how have I been. It's how are we currently, bitch? Folks, we are not well. We're not well. Let's just, just go ahead and paint the water all over the MacBook Pro. Champagne has just been poured. There's holes in my socks. Heather's manic. She has two broken nails. I'm not well. My friend Bovice is sitting across the couch in a plush turtleneck with bronzer fucking all over the damn thing. I may not be Angelina Jolie or Tara Reid, but damn it, I love you. I love you. And here we are. Thanks for being here. Truly, it's been a whirlwind. You've been on the road. You get the life. It's been fucking crazy. So crazy. And you're in LA. I live in LA. I live in West Hollywood. What part? Well, not you don't have to give like right across street from Liza Minnelli. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) And every time a fire truck rolls up the street, we we roll out on the deck and we go, she gone. She gone. Listen, I truly, who I am deep down inside is like early Liza, you know, before yeah. she did too many of the pills, mm-hmm. just enough, just enough to sustain, just enough to sustain, just have to find that balance. It is. <laughs> so you've been in New York now doing some shows. Yeah. I came out on a last minute trip purely to see friends for five days, but I just signed with a new manager and I've been with a great team of agents for a while, but I, I just figured out this new show that I'm like having so much fun with and like right. the feelings and the emotions are so good and it's feeling so right that I, when I told him I was coming to New York, I was like, well, he was like, do you want to set some stuff up for 2020? And I was like, well, what do we think about this weekend? So we set up two last minute shows, one at Gotham, one at Caroline's. Yeah. And it was my friend right over here did all my tech cues. It was absolute insanity. I sweat literally like Cat Williams. Like I've yeah. never sweat. My knees yeah. are broken. Just do a tour <laughs> in the South. I did my tour. Sounds, I started in September. Yeah. And even though I only changed like characters like two or three times, literally just the steam heat from the, fu- like being in Charleston, I would come off stage and be soaked through the fucking bone to the point where no one at the meet and greet wanted a hug. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not fucking okay. <laughs> it's 
250% fucking humidity in Charleston right now. You know, like, no, I'm not, I'm never okay. It's never okay. I did a thing earlier today and I put on my, like the underbelly of one of my cat suits. Right. And it smelled like, you know, when you're at the gym and you smell, you get a waft of like a guy's dick or balls. That's what it smelled like. And that's from me purely. Just you. So I was like, I smell like a man's fucking underbelly of his ball sack. Yeah. And she spritzed me with a little Febreze, but it's just the sweat. I feel like I am maybe tightening up a little bit from it, which I love. Right. Like tightening up as in you're like getting your life together, tightening up. Oh, no, 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 no. It's falling apart. (laughs) I mean, my my body is like it's counteracting all the chicken tenders. Because that's the only. What's your rider? Because mine is. Buffalo chicken tenders and like fireball. Um, literally <laughs> ours is, okay, now we got a, the only thing that we're diva-ish about is I like Pellegrino because when I'm on stage because yeah. I get so hot, I drink white wine spritzers because I have a little bit of the white wine, but I need that Pellegrino to keep me moist. Course, you know what I mean? Keep those vocals nice and tender. Lathered up. On the first look of the tour, I made the mistake because I was performing in a lot of comedy clubs just eating the chicken tenders. And then by the fourth <laughs> bout of diarrhea on day two, I said, you know what? We're going to have to get a leafy green up in this rider. You know what I mean? Now, what kind of leafy green are we talking? Well, I did start putting on chicken salads, but then I realized that people were just getting shitty chicken salads from like a Kroger, like not yeah. even from a restaurant. So now we took off all the food. And this is my one like real... No, like you I'm, need it. Yo, you, you need, need it. it, Heather. But this is my one real moment where I realize I'm changing the world. Every city I've gone to, I just request a meat and cheese plate, not from the place that I'm performing. Mm-hmm. Every single city, somebody brings me a beautiful charcuterie. Mm-hmm. But most of the people who bring me the charcuterie, it's their first day on the job. So they're like, I just started my meat and cheese company, like Charlotte Charcuterie, because like I requested it. Yeah. So really and truly, I'm starting a meat and cheese empire <laughs> one city at a time. And I feel like... God's work. God's work. I'm empowering women, you know? That's gorgeous. Yeah. Can you eat before shows? I really can't. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. My asshole is not okay. Right. It's become so not okay that the other, on my second show here in New York, I normally bring out mistletoe for this little bit. I grabbed grapes from Michael's because I just purely wanted to talk about my hemorrhoids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're pervasive. Like I hear you. They're not. They're they're not well. I've got like three people that are on the road with me. We all got food poisoning at Borgata oh, in Atlantic City, no. and so like it wasn't throw up, but we literally were unwell. Uh, and I was rolling into Baltimore, and I had my first panic attack of my life. Like literally, hot fire diarrhea already in Baltimore, one of the shadiest cities I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just get me out. Like I I got to get out. Who helped you out? Through um, that. Did you have someone there? Well, Jeff came to that show and really held my hand backstage. I was like, I'm not going to be okay. You gotta have that. <laughs> gotta have that. You, you know? have to have someone there that can hold your hand and be like, breathe, breathe, breathe. breathe. Yeah, We're yeah, all yeah. dying. We're all okay. Yeah. Not like, to, I mean, but in general. But it is. I mean, I always thought I was like, oh, I'm a bad bitch. I can handle shit. That's and then how, you get yeah. on the road and you're like, I haven't slept in three weeks. Yeah. So I know you through Instagram because you have incredible characters and we have a lot of like mutual friends. Yeah. So we found each other pretty recently and I feel like it was like love at first click, really, truly. Yeah. Love at first clitoris. Clitoris, uh, yes. Slightly through like half and half average corn dog, we call her average fashion blogger, Courtney. And this Courtney is, I think the very first one that was like months ago was like, Bex, do you know Heather McMahon? (laughs) Because you need to. She's a comedian who's the most fucking blunt, honest, but like, you got to know her now. Right. <laughs> then I looked her stuff up and I was just immediately head over heels. And I was like, oh, wait, where have I been? Right. Why well, feel the same way about you? It's like the game and like the slow, like I, I came up in LA. I started stand up in San Diego, but then, you know, through the LA circuit. And it's like, it's weird because the scenes there are very separated. It's like you either right. do characters or you do stand up. Right. And... I do both. And right. I'm not going to have someone tell me you can't do that. I now, when people see my show, like the way my agent started pitching, I mean, it's a variety. Yeah. Like, and I feel the same way. When I was in LA, everybody tries to put you in a box. I do, will All say, time, yeah. New York is cooler about like, you can do a weird fucking show in Brooklyn. I could dress, show up and do a full stand-up set as a rabbi. And people would be like, <laughs> this is fucking groundbreaking. She is beyond her times. Look at her like changing the world, being a progressive stand-up. Yeah. But literally, I'm just like, I just wanted to do a rabbi character. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was going to make me happy that right. night. Right. People are always like, well, how do you figure out what character to do for what night? I'm like, it's whatever is going to bring me joy because 
we've been through the pain. Right. It is like not an easy life. It is, it's not. It's sad. And like, I just recently started seeing a psychiatrist or a therapist. I'm not sure what you call them, but I realized in like the initial questions that they ask you that like every single thing she asked, I had material about. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I've been coping with all of these <laughs> things through oh, yeah. trying to make myself laugh about them. Cause they're not like, I, I don't feel okay about them. I have a full beard. I've been shaving since I was 16. Absolutely. Happy trail. I've been lasering. This thing is relentless. What's your ethnicity? I'm a mutt, but mostly Italian. Yeah, I was going to guess. What are you? I mean, I'm Italian, Scots, Irish, so I can yeah. get a dark stash. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also burn. Yeah. Also freckle the fuck out of, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the country of Mexico. Best of both worlds. Best wow. of both worlds. <laughs> Nothing like melasma and some freckles. God. I also dated a stand-up for a while, which was not a good thing for me to do, who was like, you're not funny. You're a man. You should transition. Like, said really fucked up things to me that, like, just got in my head that, and it sucked. Can I tell you the reason why I think, well, I mean, knock on wood, hopefully I'll have a successful marriage is because Jeff does the complete opposite. He's in like real estate development. So nice. He used to come to my shows. We started dating when I was young and he would come to my shows at like 23 and he'd be dressed in a suit because he'd be coming from like his internship I love that and show. everyone thought he was my manager and I'm like, yes, no, it's my yes, boyfriend. Yes. He'd be on the front row like, this is hysterical. <laughs> you know, you, I could never <laughs> date somebody in the industry. Ever. Never. 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 I never thought I'd do and I only did it because this guy was a really good friend for a while started to feel like family dated him for a while whatever now I have fallen in love with the man that I am calling Geppetto because I don't want people to attack him on Instagram right he works in finance he is sheer perfection he's a he's goof. cute I saw him he's so goofy you saw him I saw him of oh, course on god. your Instagram oh god but that's what you need you need somebody who can tell you how to balance your checkbook yes and like sit down and shut the fuck up exactly mm-hmm. how to invest in real estate 100% and yeah and just beat the pussy up. And, and and beat that fucking pussy up. And like, yeah, when you have a black tie event, this man knows how to dress his ass. Right. He is ready with suits pressed. Oh, literally already steamed. Tom Ford <laughs> steamed. And he's like, I've been waiting for you to ask. <laughs> You're like, finally, I can take off my torn pants. Right. Put on a nice G-string for your ass. Yeah. I mean, Pearl. that's the best. That is the best. <laughs> yeah. no, I saw you guys on Instagram over the Thanksgiving and oh, yeah. he um he's very handsome. I think it's going to work out for the long run. We'll see. I'm a matchmaker. I can I really like out. him. I, that's great. It, and it just was, uh, it was, yeah. How'd you meet? My best friend from college, Haley, just got married in Sayulita, which is why the hemorrhoids are bad. Right, right, right. Because they don't really have sewage there. Right. And we just kindled on the dance floor. Love it. Hit it off. So there was this big old house that I stayed in. There was a casita. And it was a bunch of sorority girls. None of them wanted to stay in the casita because it was a little too far of an adventure to get there. And they right. didn't. They were like, it's too scary. And I was like, Geppetto and I, we get into the pool. We're making out. I'm feeling the wiener. I'm like, okay, there it is. Yeah. And I'm like, I get out of the pool. I'm like, Geppetto, follow me to the casita. Yeah. And he obliges. And so we go to the casita. We have a hell of a night. And then the next morning I have to drive him home in the golf cart. Yeah. And he looks over at me and he goes, we're really doing it, Harry. That's it. He quoted, That's it. He quoted Dumb and Dumber. And it, I, I said, that's it. If he would have said, we have no food, we have no job, our pets' heads <laughs> he are falling off. He said that later. He said that later. Well, and I just again. Yeah, you're going to marry him. Yeah. Just so you know, that's that's it. I feel that way. Yeah. I don't, I'm just like, God, are we too much two peas in a pod? But I don't, I fucking love him so much already. And he came up to Portland, met all my friends, met my family, Steve-O, my pops loves him. I saw you guys at brunch and I <laughs> thought it was so cute. And just so you know, like my late father was the exact same way with Jeff. I thought really? when Jeff came to meet my family, I thought here's my like super Southern dad who's going to give this Yankee like a hard time. Yeah. Literally Jeff gets off the plane. He's nervous. And my dad's like, God damn it. He's a good looking man. Gives him a hug. And he's like, let's party. Like that was it. <laughs> You know, and it's I'm like, like when dads know, they know, they know just like us, I guess. Right. And I was like, damn, I thought this was going to be a hard transition, oh, but it's the best. It felt so good. Yeah. Because I, 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 I have like so much material about being single and trying to date, like especially in L.A., knowing I have high testosterone, the doctors told me, and I don't like the one thing they can medicate you for it because it makes me feel like I have to piss all the time. Can I tell you, I literally was at an acupuncturist who told me, he was like, oh, your yin and your yang is way off. So much yang. And I Googled yang and it's masculine energy. Do you know I'm 99% masculine energy? I feel that. But I get ovarian cysts. So I don't know what the fuck. So we're the same person. Literally the same person. Fuck. 
yeah. didn't get told I had yang. I got told I had high testes. Yeah. So just. <laughs> but I had a cyst that got blown during a routine doggy style. And really? I had to go to the ER. Almost had to get surgery for it. And they were like, it's fine. It can flush itself out, but it's going to be yucky. And it slowly did. But they were like, it was a kiwi sized cyst. And that's what I'm working with right now. And I was flying from JFK to Heathrow and it twisted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It twisted. And I had had sex the night before and they were like, that can trigger it. So I had sex with Jeff the night before. The next day I felt, I was like, wasn't feeling good. I thought my appendix had burst, but it was on the flight. And they said it twisted. You don't know because you're like, we've had sex so much time gassy or with shit backed up or with too much za or pasta (laughs) in our system that we're like, sex pretty full. We're like, clearly I just haven't been taking care of myself. It's just my body reacting to all those cheese. Yeah. And then we realized like, oh no, it's actually something medical and it sucks. So what ended up happening with that? So and I know you already talked about it on podcast. But so. Long story short, I got to the hospital and they did an ultrasound and they were like either a smaller cyst behind that cyst burst, but they couldn't see the fluid or they think 99% sure it was a torsion. So it flipped upside down. So they basically send you with like tramadol or um, no, like Oxycontin and they send yeah. you on your way. Damn. I mean, there's nothing they can fucking do. Not a terrible drug to be rolling Not a terrible drug. <laughs> Went to Mexico once to buy tramadol, so I donate that at all. I feel you, girl. <laughs> that um, shit'll make you melt into a couch real quick, or I, an airplane, which we're on ninety nine percent of the time. Literally ninety nine percent of the time. God damn, the road life is hard, and I feel bad now because people come to my meet and greets and like they're like, I don't want to take your time. I know you're so tired. I'm like, no, no, no. I am jazzed at the show. The yeah. show's the most best part of my day. Yeah, it's the six hours, it's everything, taking else. six flights to get to Birmingham. Yes. That's draining my soul. Exactly. Yeah, it's the trains planes, automobiles. It's everything to get here. It's like all the build up, the work, everything. It's like finally after the show, you're like, I'm so excited. I had a girl at Caroline's the other night. I met these two girls at Italy in New York and they were like sitting across from us and I was in my jumpsuit already because yeah. I was tired of carrying around my costume. Yeah, all day. I'm, so like, I'm just going to wear this fucking thing all day. Yeah. All right. I'm not carrying it around. And they kept looking over at us and they were like, what's going there? And I was like, I have a show tonight. And they were like, well, we don't have anything going on tonight. And they were these two wonderful female lovers. They yeah. ended up coming to the show. And after the show, I know like Nikki and stuff has talked about how she gets really pissed when people like touch her after shows. Right. And this woman literally hugged me. She put her whole tongue in my ear. <laughs> and I was like somehow okay with it. Listen, the and no- I'm not trying to say that I love getting molested after shows, but right. like once you finish the show and like, the love that you get from people, it's just so special that like you guys like what we've created because there are so many years of sadness and worry and fear that it's not going to be good enough and build Amen. up and wondering if anyone's going to enjoy this. And like even just industry, you're like, are, is my team going to drop me? Are they going to be like, you're manic bitch? Can I tell you, I showed up as I sell up this tour, whatever. I show up 20 minutes late to a meeting at yeah. my agency's UTA. I show up, I'm hysterically crying. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm sorry. I, my Uber got lost. I got stuck. And they were like, Heather, we don't give a shit. You could be two hours late, like pull a JLo. And I was like, what? And they're like, it's okay. Like I've called the secretary 65 times. I'm, I'm like sending them my pin, like where I am. I'm like, I'll be there. We just want to do well. Yeah. I'm like, I just don't want to let you down. I'm like, are you guys mad at me? And they're like, Heather, give it nine months and you'll be a raging cunt. And you'll come in here three and a half hours later and be like, I asked for lukewarm water. You know, yeah. I'm like, fuck no, I would never. And it's so difficult because we don't want to be cunts. We don't want to be the divas, but we don't want to be these little pussies who can't ask for what they need for. Right. And women are going to get judged either way. So it's like, we just have to try to find a balance and make sure that we have people around us that can get us what we need when we ask for it yeah. and not fucking say we're bitches. It's just like, no, we got needs, motherfucker. We got needs. If I ask for a jumbo tampon, you better finagle that shit. I need you to pull that literally out your ass. <laughs> I need two supers. I need two supers. <laughs> one for my front, one for my back because I did dabble with anal last night and I'm sleeping. <laughs> Nothing's worse than when you start sleeping. <laughs> oh, God. Really like kindred spirits. I know. I'm so happy right now. Coming into the new year, I have got to set my intentions. And my intention is to look fabulous while wearing activewear that I'll probably just sit in a parking lot in my car and eat Chipotle in. Or maybe, no, actually maybe because I have to get ready for this wedding, I'm going to wear this activewear for good and not evil. I'm talking about one of the best activewear brands out there that is affordable, fashion forward, comfortable, and just honestly overall chic and supports my big titties when I'm trying to work out. That is Fabletics, baby. Fabletics is truly your one-stop shop when it comes to active wear. Literally, you can get leggings for one-eighteenth the price of what it would cost for one single thread 
in a sports bra from Lululemon. I'm telling you right now, it is a fashion-focused activewear brand that is on a mission to empower women to live a healthier, active lifestyle, and that is Fabletics. The cool thing about Fabletics is you go on their website, plug in your email address, do a little 60-second style quiz, and they will send everything directly to you as to what you need to be wearing. Honestly, it does not get easier than that. For me, it's very hard to find like great sports bras because I'm a double D. They range in all sizes. I'm truly impressed by the quality. Fabletics is doing the most not the least this season. Here's the deal. You can get two pairs of leggings for $24, which is almost half the price of a Lululemon sports bra. Don't even get me started on the competitors. They don't add up. They don't live up to it. Before I forget, Fabletics is offering my listeners an incredible deal that you do not want to miss. Get two leggings for only $24. That is a $99 value when you sign up for a VIP membership. Just go to fabletics.com backslash absolutely not to take advantage of this deal now. That is fabletics.com backslash absolutely not not to get two leggings for only $24. Also free shipping on orders over 49 and international shipping is available and there is no commitment when you purchase your first order. Never forget, all you got to do is go to fabletics.com backslash absolutely not and I'll see you in the new year because baby, we're getting in shape and we're doing it in style. Now back to the podcast. Hey guys, my name is Lindsay Metzlar and I'm the host of We Met at Acme. If you've ever had any problems with dating or success with dating or just been intrigued by people's interpersonal relationships, this is the podcast for you. Deal breakers, dating advice, bad habits, good habits. Check out We Met at Acme on Apple Podcasts every Sunday. Thanks, guys. we've been at similar auditions before. We've actually never met, although I think I've seen you at one of these like Just for Laughs auditions or these character things because we were talking about this earlier and for those of y'all who don't know, kind of the trajectory that a lot of us character actors and stand-ups are on is trying to get on that SNL route. But it's very interesting. You basically run into all the same people at these auditions. It's just been very eye-opening when I meet other comics like yourself who are doing similar things to me that in our world, people, like a lot of these other regular road comics are like, how the fuck are you selling out theaters? How the fuck is this happening? Like, listen, I just took advantage of the internet and just like made it my bitch. (laughs) You know, like I didn't want to do the regular route. I just kind of did it. In the words of Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. And you're doing that too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah. It's weird when things click, they click. And and there were so many people early on that said so many things to me that affected me so much that were like, you don't have to look funny to be funny or like. That's them just calling you ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to tell you that. I had an agent that was like, you're wearing too much makeup on stage. He was like, don't do your makeup that good. You should make it look When you were doing stand up? Yeah. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, we are not together anymore. This is why when I was doing stuff at UCB, when I first moved to New York, I wear hoops every day. I have a, usually a full face. It's like, like I'm we Southern. Have, it's like, I bitch, have we have a system here, okay? Yeah, and it's just like my- I'm gonna contour, I'm gonna contour. Stay out of my ass. If I want to highlight and do a rouge, I'm fucking doing it. If I have a date or a function after this, this set is not my fucking life, okay? Right. But people- You know, for a tour, vi- yes. But like, you know, if I'm doing a set, yeah. It's very interesting in the comic world, especially with females. It, with you're, females. You either have to be- be like literally your ass up yeah you either have to be a troll giving riddles under a bridge or you know you're like full rupaul's drag race there's no in between <laughs> they're like one person that was like you look like hometown applebee's vibe so play it very like nice girl stay clean work clean and i was like that's just not how i fucking talk so right no i'm not gonna go against what i do in a world where it's like i got into stand-up because i've like we've all experienced pain and like i know that i'm put on this earth to make people laugh it's and joyful. myself yeah <laughs> you know yeah and yeah, JFL, it was a thing. It was like, I, I feel like I never get put on those like lists where it's like comics to watch or whatever. But then it's like, you just like you, you paved your own way. And now you're, you've blossomed. You're selling out these tours, like from your videos. Do you have security? Well, I, I have to <laughs> now because a woman ran backstage at our Jacksonville show and attacked Jeff, attacked him. 
physically assaulted like tackled or like grabbed him by like the neck the throat and was like tell heather you're my cousin and jeff's like what the fuck that story's for another day but be honest with me here's the thing i feel like a douche lord showing the audience but the thing is it's become a thing because my whole life is lived through instagram so mm-hmm. people every city's like they want to be a part of it yeah so i'm just trying to show people like everyone's a part of it like everybody on the front row is like we're fucking in on her instagram because i'm not doing the traditional a lot of other people don't use the internet to their advantage no. so i'm just trying to show these people like, are part here's of what it. i think i should be doing here's right. what i think you guys want to see right it's like no here's me tweezing like something terrible out of the wrong area right it's not supposed to be coming out of amen or, or you know and yeah. not not like over the top trying to be entertained but like i think that's when things started clicking for me is when like i had auditioned for jfl for two years in a stand-up and then two years as a character and then my mom well, like basically heard news that my mom had breast cancer and a brain tumor. All okay. of her sisters had breast cancer. They must have lived next to some plant growing holy, up that like holy shit. fucked them up. Yeah. Or something. Cause they all had like tumors and crazy. It was somewhere in Michigan. So I, I don't know. She was basically about to hear from the doctors that they thought her cancer was coming back. Yeah. So I flew home and surprised her and I was like so broke. I had yeah. no, you know, comic money, like yeah. nothing <laughs> at the time. I worked and at I, a gym. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I would do stand up and then go to my job at Soul Cycle, making $12 yeah, an hour. I, I think I was bartending at a hotel at the time wearing a corset. Yeah. Like it was not, not well. 100%. And so you go home. So I fly home, like no return flight because I couldn't afford it. I was just like, hopefully mom pays for this flight home because I'm coming to be there because my dad was out of town for a work thing. So I flew home to be there for her for this appointment because I knew she was just home alone going manic. Right. And like she thought she was going to die. Legitimately was like, this is it. Because she had called me and said that. She was like, I know I'm going to... She gets very in her head and she's because obviously her youngest sister died from breast cancer. Her older sister has had a thousand things happen. She went through hell with her brain tumor. She had a stroke on the right side of her brain when they were taking oh, yeah, the yeah, that's out. Just a tumor But that's a normal, rational way of thinking. You're just like, this yeah, is it. I'm gonna, I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah uh, this is it for me. Right. So, and my sister lives in Portland and she's an ER nurse and she was like, Bex, I think mom is like not okay. And I'm working these like crazy shifts. Can you like, so I booked a flight home and I came home and I was like on the phone with her when she was driving home. And I was like, I'm just in LA, like what doing whatever. And she was like, I just left the doctor. They didn't tell me still what's wrong. And I surprised her and the doctors kept telling her again and again, they, they were like, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. So I like, I give my mom like a shot. My parents don't really drink. Yeah. <laughs> And I give my mom a shot. I load us into the car. I put on Move Bitch by Ludacris. Absolutely. And I'm like, we're going down to that fucking doctor's office. I don't care how drunk I have to get in order to get the balls to say what I need to say to this little doctor's pets. Yeah. But we're going to figure what the fuck is going on because she is under the mindset that she's going to die. Right. And so we go in there and I'm like, we just demand to know what happened. And finally, like, the assistant or whatever. Cause if we found out the doctor was like on some crazy vacation, which like, yeah, he probably needed it. But finally his like, whoever worked under him came out and was like, we fucked up the nodules on your mom's lungs. Weren't cancer. They were just something Benign. that we fucked up. And we're so sorry that we said that to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're so sorry. We told you, you were your dying. Cancer of was cancer. Back. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I know. Good for you. So we went straight and got martinis after. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next day, I grew up in Oregon and like skiing. We grew up, you know, basically in the woods. Yeah. I grew up in a cul-de-sac outside of Portland and my parents taught us to ski really young. And so we were like, let's go night skiing to celebrate that you ain't dying. <laughs> you so old then please bitch. tell me that your mom hits her head on a tree and dies <laughs> from skiing. <laughs> Because she's now drunk off martinis, hits a tree going 100 miles an hour, and that's how you killed your mother. <laughs> she's definitely done that since. Right. She's like busted right. her knees and shit. It's like sitting bad, cool it off. Mm-hmm. So I go down to Goodwill in Tigard, Oregon, and I find three one-piece ski suits. Yeah. One of which has now become one of the characters in my show, Susie Hell Chapstick. Yeah. And I put us all in the suits and we go night skiing at Ski Bowl in Oregon. And I was like, we were all just rejoicing and like crying so happy that my, like we started playing Van Halen. And I started like fake moguling around like this. 
You guys can't see right now, but I'm whipping my bun around just to like make my mom laugh, you know, and just, yeah. you know, just to have a good time. And her le- seeing her legs swing on that chairlift and just knowing that like she was going to be okay for at least a little longer. We just named the character Susie Chapstick. I didn't know until years later that that's a real person, but that is a, she is now a huge part of my show because I, I just, that. I don't know. Family is everything to me. My parents didn't support me to being a stand-up right away, and now they do, but like... Nobody's parents that, support them right away for being a stand-up. Of course. My dad invented the online credit report. He would call me every day in LA and be like, hey, baby girl, you tired of being poor? Let me know when you want to learn the mortgage business. And you're yeah. like, dad, I'd rather jump in front of a bus. I'd rather die. I'd, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. My dad works in the hose and fittings industry. Oh, shit. His email was A1 Hose Man. <laughs> and he's like, you don't, why don't you want to work in hose and fittings? Yeah. Well, I don't fucking know, Dad, because I don't give a shit. Right. Your email sounds whorish. I feel bad because, you know, young women will reach out to me and they're like, Heather, I want to get into comedy. I want to get into this industry. And I immediately say, don't become a nurse. (laughs) Like I'm literally like become a traveling nurse. They have great benefits. They make a ton of money only simply because I feel like people really do not understand how this business works. And I think I had savage parents in the best way. Like my family was just the fucking shit. But my parents, the reason I am a comic is because if you sat down at the dinner table with my sister, my mom, my dad and I, everybody had to bring their best material every fucking day of their lives. So I'm like, I can handle yeah, it. Like, was joke city. It was joke city. So you're like, how could you not expect that I'm going to do this? You fuckers. No shit. But Is your sister funny? Oh, hysterical. Yeah. Is she older, younger? Older. Okay. She's an attorney. She, I mean, which uh, is essentially just funniest. another form of yes. acting and stand up. Exactly. So my sister yeah. being an ER nurse, she sees people die every day. So she's got to have a dark still, sense of humor. She has the best sense of humor yeah. of anybody I know. And it blows my mind. The shit she has to go through every day, literally getting shit thrown at her. Yeah. In the face. Yeah. Diarrhea. Just the and then Rhea. she bounces back and is like, what's up? <laughs> when my dad was passing, we got him to MD Anderson because he actually passed from pancreatic cancer. Oh, I, the whole time I was in the hospital, all I would do is grab the nurses, like a manic crazy person, be like, thank you so much. And they finally like, hey, ma'am, you don't have to thank us again because I just, I don't know how anybody handled it. I know. That is, and I realized... Truly, and this is going to be cheesy, but God gives everybody a purpose, right? Yeah. My purpose is to giggle. Yeah. My purpose is to bring people joy. That is your purpose. Yes. And I've realized through my dad's death, I'm like, okay, I have to then now carry on the stories and carry on the legacy because my dad was a larger than life over the top. Everybody in Atlanta knew who he was. So I was like, yes. all I'm supposed to do is help everybody else who's gone through something shit by telling my shitty stories and let's fucking LOL about it. You're a direct product of him. Yeah. And you're the best, most beautiful, funny thing that could have ever possibly been gifted to the earth because of him. Well, that's You're so carrying sweet. on that goddamn legacy. We also have the same size shoulders. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Thick. I was a gymnast growing up, so I can't really help that. Well, because you're you're more you're like small and stocky. I well, got I got the <laughs> field hockey <laughs> girth. I'm a SpongeBob Square figure with Michael Phelps shoulders, just to give y'all a little taste of how sexy I'm looking today on this fucking. I think couch. you're pretty petite. You're a tiny little thing. Well, only because of the manicness of running around <laughs> trying to figure out this fucking tour, dude. It's hell. <laughs> See, I don't lose weight. When I'm stressed, Uh-oh. I pack it on. My adrenals cl- crash. I just go into full cortisol shutdown. I sweat and I just literally, like I look six months pregnant between the ovarian cysts and just the fupa. It's just, I literally am having twins. <laughs> Jeff looked at me the other day and I'm like, my I just got back on birth control. My birth control is all over the place. I literally just got two plan B's just because I felt like I needed it. And Jeff's like, Did you get generic good. or brand name? Oh, I get generic. <laughs> and I have expensive fucking insurance and my birth control is a hundred dollars a month. So my girlfriend who Which lives birth in, control are you on? Low low estrogen. Okay. Which I don't even think fucking works. <laughs> See, I haven't been on birth control for a while and I need to get back on it because I'm tired of the nausea that Plan B is causing me. Yeah. And I'm tired of popping it like Skittles. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that, but I am tired. Yeah. I, of copping Plan B and opening the packaging. I got off birth control for three years after my dad passed because my cortisol was like, oh, my hormones need to be regulated. Yeah. I got off birth control. My hair fell out. I put on 35 pounds. My doctor was like, you need hormones. Like most people get on it and they lose their mind. I'm great on drugs, apparently. <laughs> get on it though, because okay. I was doing the same thing. And, and Jeff would wear two condoms and a turtleneck sweater. And I'd be like, <laughs> I am pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. And Jeff's like, don't take plan B. So I was basically taking one plan B a month. So I essentially was on the pill. You know what I mean? Because it's one pack. Yeah. 
Because doesn't yeah. it make you shed a layer of your uterine wall? Yeah, a hundred percent. Say, yeah. yeah. I basically have a birth control dealer because with my insurance. And what's your? Are you not on SAG? No, no, I'm not SAG yet. How is that fucking because possible? all the jobs in Atlanta? Because when I move back to Atlanta, I'm a f- right to work. Well, also I'm a, almost a must join. So the next TV thing I have to right, join. Right, 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 okay. But when I moved back to Atlanta, it was a right to work. So they were Got like, it. whatever you do, don't join SAG because all the shit I did, they were. like, you, it's a right to work state in Atlanta and oh, Georgia. Okay. Because everything shoots there now. So yeah. I was like Tyler skirting Perry around it. And co. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to get back on. I'm just scared. There's part of me that's like, I kind of, sometimes I feel like I have a superpower because of the testosterone. Yeah. So when I'm on birth control, I'm like, it's going to make me cry more because I don't know if I can have that. Well, I'm trying to find a balance. Because your testosterone dominant. Would they put you on something that's high estrogen and low I progesterone? I would never let them. I would never let them. Okay. Because I like being high testes. <laughs> oh, I do. I love that. I feel you. Yeah. I think. Right. I mean, I've never tried anything that's like high estrogen. What is it going to make me do? Cook more? Just iron shit. Just iron <laughs> iron linen shirts I feel all like day. It's turn me into a 60s housewife. Right. And I am. I wear the pants. Yeah. <laughs> I make dick jokes. I say I'm not a whatever man and on like things people are like, you mean woman? And I'm like, well, no, right. <laughs> no, because I do more than you men. Right. You don't fucking understand. I, cause I'm marrying a big, like Italian stallion. I've learned, like I let this Jeff. This guy seems great. He is great. He's a good man. He's my father. Where'd though. you guys meet? Here in New York through one of my best friends. We my met at actually way. a gay bar. Best way to meet. Best way. I met him through three of my gay Isn't friends. Isn't it nice to meet a straight man? Mm-hmm. At a gay bar, he was with three of his Italian cousins. Two out of the three, their brothers are gay. Does he come from the mob? What do you mean? Does is he, he come from the mob? Is he a descendant of the mob? Oh, the mob! I, th- I thought you said mom. I'm like, he does have a mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, is he? Does he come from the mob? Uh huh. No, I only I- ask because I watched a little bit of The Irishman last night, and he I'm a little won't- fired up. <laughs> He's in construction. <laughs> Uh-huh. So yes, and his mom drives a Mercedes, bodies. and they have a Yorkie named Bella. <laughs> but no one will confirm. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm he's like, definitely buried some bodies. Oh, for sure, for sure. But can I tell you, Jeff is such a passive aggressive pussy. Like Jeff is the kind of guy. <laughs> if we're in the car and he's driving, he's like, oh, he has crazy road rage. He's like, oh, fuck this, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. And the guy pulls up next to us, and the windows are down. Just like, be cool, be cool, be cool. So Jeff is total passive aggressive pussy. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so bold until someone pulls up and then they're like, wait, cool it off, kill it yeah. off. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. I'm like, you just got me Now's revved the time up. I'll make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Let me perform. Exactly. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know what you're doing this New Year's, but I am ringing out one of the best years of my life and into the future for 2020 with a gorgeous, beautiful bottle of bubbly. That's right. I'll be doing that with Luke Belair. Belair is award-winning French bubbly. And let me tell you, it is fantastic. Truly, I'm a champagne connoisseur and I am so obsessed with Belair because I think it has a great price point and an incredible product. One of the reasons that I love Belair is because it's family owned and operated. You can go to a liquor store and get really overwhelmed when it comes to bubbles, but Belair is what I'm going to be serving my guests on New Year's Eve. We are going to be popping bottles and doing the most. The cool thing is Belair comes in four exceptional varieties for any taste or occasion, including America's number one French rosé. Oh, je ne sais quoi. I'm partying and feeling like a French aristocrat by drinking Bel Air Rosé. Bel Air is perfect for ringing in the new year. And honestly, I'm going to be in Mexico, but I'm going to celebrate when I get back to the States on the first. I'm going to have like two New Year's Eves with all of my friends in Atlanta. So I have a shipment of Bel Air Rosé coming to my mom's house in Atlanta so I can party with everybody as soon as I get back. Truly, I'm going to be enjoying the incredible taste of Bel Air French bubbly without spending twice what you would for other brands. Y'all don't get swindled. Just order the Bel Air baby and you know you're getting the best of the best. Enjoy this incredible Bel Air French bubbly without spending twice on what you would for these other ridiculous brands. Get your bottles of Bel Air delivered right to your door. Okay. You are not going to be out and about trying to fight everybody. You know, there's nothing worse than getting in a fight with somebody in a parking lot at a liquor store, baby. That's what's up. You can raise your glass high in the sky when the ball drops because you're drinking the best and that's Bel Air. Listen, this is a new tradition. So pop a cork, have a little bit of bubbly and ring in 2020 just like me. Take advantage of Luke Bel Air's Say Goodbye to 2019 Super Sale. Get 30% off your first order by going to lukebelair.com slash absolutely. This offer is not available in stores. Only lukebelair.com slash absolutely. That's L-U-C-B-E-L-A-I-R-E.com slash absolutely for 30% off your first order. Cheers.
Geppetto's trying to bring his friends to my show on, in a couple days. And I'm like, all right, well, it's the first time you're going to see me dressed as a man twice. Right. So, so brace yourself. Ready. When I do Pitbull, it's full bald cap, full like prosthetics, the whole thing. <laughs> it's I can't tell you how much it makes me like jizz to hear a woman say when I do Pitbull. It's my favorite thing in the world. When I have on that bald cap and the facial hair, I am the most pure version of myself of I yourself. could ever be. Of yourself. Yeah. And Jeff loves it. And I sent Jeff a topless photo. He was at work and I was shooting something. So I'm like full bald cap, full beard mustache. Yeah. And then I sent him a titty pic. And yeah. He got an ass pit bull and he's just like, that's my girl. Oh, like, that's God. why you and Geppetto are going to be great because yeah, Geppetto great, gets it. Yes. He's so unfazed by it that I'm pretty sure he's on the spectrum, but in the best way. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Jeff is an idiot savant. He's so intelligent okay, when it yeah. comes to finance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But day to day on like how to tie his shoes right. and get out the door is Can't like- do it. A to B, can't do it. Yeah. When I was driving Geppetto's home in the golf cart, couldn't find his way home, went down the same street three times and I was finally like, Jesus is going to have to take the wheel on this one. Yeah. You're walking home. You're walking. We got a catamaran trip to make. Get the fuck out of the golf cart and walk your I gotta ass blow home. Out my hair. <laughs> I got a suit to put on. I got a puss to shave. Yeah. Lord knows I got tarantula spiders bursting out of this thing. I have this thing that I say now, I say it in my act, like once I got engaged, Jeff was like, you don't have to get waxed. He's like, I guess he likes a mature woman. Have you waxed for a long time? I waxed forever, but that's now the problem is it grows in now, just splotchy. So I look uh, like a cat with alopecia. I never wax my puss. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. If you quit why, waxing. So why, why, why not laser? I don't know. I just haven't even thought about it. Cause okay. my, actually, because my sister did laser hair removal and she said it didn't work. Nothing works. Yeah. And, and we have, I mean, I'm naturally like, have very dark hair. And I stuff. also kind of love a bush. You know what? It's refreshing. I kind of like, yeah. It is. Now it's just like a little, like a soft pillow of comfort. Yeah. I like the way it feels. Yeah. Not for me, for him. I, I don't like, like no how it him. feels when it gets caught in my spank, so. You Definitely know what I mean? Definitely not. S just snagging. Or my kini. Oh my God. I can't have that. Yeah. But yeah, it gets caught in shit. That's never fun. I'm not going to say hemorrhoids again, but. <laughs> I've never had a hemorrhoid. That's shut that I, that I do not believe. I've never had a hemorrhoid. You ever checked your ass? Yeah, but I've, I've never been. You never bled from the asshole? No, honestly, no. You lucky bitch. Does it, a hemorrhoid is like a vein that comes out, right? Yeah, or it nerves? bubbles out a little bit. Oh. Because the asshole is apparently a, a bubble full of nerves. It's either a singular grape or a bunch of grapes. It's a little, it's either a vineyard or a singular. Everyone says once you have kids, you have hemorrhoids. So I'm just waiting. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I haven't been there yet, to be honest with you. To be brutally honest, I haven't had a hemorrhoid yet. But I also have crippling eczema and acid reflux. So I've got my own battles, right. you know? Have you talked to docs at all about having kids with testes? I've had talked to doctors who are now like, either I'll be the most fertile person on the planet or I'm going to have to adopt a whole village. Like they don't know. Mm -hmm. Like it could go either way. It's one thing My I'm worried about. My mom had me at 40. So I was already kind of cooked. Damn. Yeah, I'm already overcooked. <laughs> That's why I'm highly acidic. I've got, my skin is, you know, just psoriasis all day. I mean, I got issues. You know, I'm 32 going on 87. Featuring Julia Michaels. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why we perform because everybody's got issues and all we want to do is make people fucking giggle puss for a fucking hour. What is... Sorry, I just caught eyes with your ring and I'm oh, wet. That's nine years though. Be, that's nine years. That's you how know? long it's going to take. That's how long it's going to take to get this. <laughs> No, here's the thing. Jeff's very Italian. So, of course, he had like a family jeweler. But I told him, I said, I've waited nine years. So, if you think that I'm getting anything smaller than this, you're out of oh your damn mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, but I, you know. Of course. Bitch deserves. A bitch deserves nothing right. but the best. But the best. <laughs> what are your long-term goals? Like, what, in a perfect world, what do you want to do? What a question. I know. <laughs> you know, you can just say fucking absolutely not. You don't have to answer it. I want to have a great family and I want to make people laugh for the rest of my life. Right. You're already doing it. it. I want to, you know, I yeah. want to leave a good legacy, you know, get rid of your HPV, <laughs> get rid of all the things I definitely <laughs> have right now. Right. Lord knows I've been a manic yeah. dick hunter for years until I met your pets. But I want to make the movies that like the people that I grew up watching movies made that are like so silly and stupid yeah. and not so highbrow anymore and i just want to i love people and like my mom is one thing my mom always says that like uh, she stopped working once she had kids and i always right. sometimes i gave her a hard time for that because i was like i don't have anyone to look up to yeah and i wish i never did that because i'm just like she always was like we were all put on this earth to help each other amen and everybody has a purpose and 
right now, long-term rules, I don't know. I'm sure they'll change as I go, but I just want to make people laugh. I want to hug everyone and I I want to have family and friends and care for them. And that's, that's everything. I feel you right there. What are yours? Yeah, the same. I mean, for me, my icon and and kind of who I, a career that I want to emulate is like Joan Rivers. Like she was the end all be all to me. I see that. You know, just, just work until she's 85. Yes. I realize now too, when I'm off the road, I like yesterday I had a day to, I I mean, I worked all day and I could have just sat on the couch. I don't know how to do that now. I hate not working. I don't know what to do. I want to work till I die. Yeah. Because that's just, that's you living in your truth or whatever the fuck it is. If I'm not working, I literally am like, I need you something to calm down. Mm-hmm. Cause I, it has to be like, it's like self care and stuff. And it's like, it's nice. You get your nose on, you get your hair done, right? get a facial, whatever. But then it's like, let's keep going. Let's go. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. too much to do. We're only here for so long. Were you always in LA or did you ever live in New York? I've never lived in New York. Yeah. But I want to come back a lot more just cause the people here have shown a lot of love for the show and like their manicness matches. I'll tell you this. I lived in New York. I started (laughs) my career in New York. Then I moved to LA. So you grew up where? Atlanta. Your whole life. Whole life. Went to school in Mississippi, University of Mississippi, like a sorority Southern girl. Okay. Moved to New York. I saw the sorority concert from Italy. You know it, girl. You know it. Stunning. So I move, I've had experiences now in both. And it's so funny after I had to move home after my dad passed, I was like, God, I'm missing out way. Like my career's not going to go anywhere. And it was so funny. I would fly back to LA and all of my friends in LA hadn't done shit. And I'm like, what have you guys done since I left, you know, nine months ago? And they're like, we're still here doing yoga, bro. And then you come to New York for one weekend. <laughs> you just got to kiss my PAs, my brother. My brother. Ah, we're going to surf later and just find fucking... It's a slow life. Like nobody does shit. But then you come to New York, you're in New York for three and a half hours and you've already booked like a Comedy Central deal. You're like, what just happened? Speedy, speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think that yeah. the New York audience will definitely be very good to you because they get it. Yeah, Like you said, you're manic. I'm manic. We're all manic together. It's but- just the fast, like, let's keep going. I don't right. want to relax. I don't want to sit on the deck and smoke a joint. Like, what are we doing? Right. Let's keep going. We've right. got work to do. Right. We've got jokes to make. We've got stories to tell. We've got people to bring together. How did you get into comedy? My sister forced me to try it when I was, before, before I turned 21. <laughs> I found a video from when I was like six, when I'm bouncing a ball. And I'm like, I, I project my whole life. And I'm like, I was a like pretty high level gymnast when I was really young. Wow. Like I thought I was going to go to the Olympics. Holy shit. In multiple sports when I was young. I always am like, aim for stars, kid. <laughs> and it's always wrong. I but, can now see that you have athlete energy. Yeah. I don't. I was <laughs> at all. I'm the least competitive person on the planet. I just, <laughs> It's not I that play I, golf. I hate competing. I don't give a fuck about competing. Right. But I just went home and I reorganized my childhood room and I found like eight daredevil awards. Yeah. So I definitely like pushing the limits. Yeah. To the point where my dad is like, Becky, stop <laughs> and breathe. You're going to kill yourself. Right. And I'm like, dad, shut it. We're fine. But I was a really high level gymnast from a really young age and was like competing at the national level. And then when I was like a level, whatever, nine, I was in seventh grade, I had pecs and no friends. And I was like, let's shift. All my friends are breaking hips. They're getting metal put into their bodies. Right. They're never going to be the same. Their bodies are never going to be the same. Right. And my parents were talking to me about it too. And they were like, we're worried about this. Do you want this life? Yes. Do you want to fuck up everything? Because let's be honest, you're not that flexible. Right. And you're going to be 5'5". Five, five. You're so, in the most flexible sport. Yet you can't touch your toes. I can't touch my toes. <laughs> I can hardly fuck. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I quit gymnastics. I went straight into platform diving. Big mistake. Quit that almost immediately. And then found like a bunch of other sports and made a bunch of other friends. Kind of like dabbled in everything until I eventually found snowboarding. And I don't... Oh, you shred the gnar I heart. shred. And then, and then I lost my virginity to a pro skier. Oh, shit. Yeah. But you grew up on the mountains. Well, I was an hour away from the mountains. And in Oregon, there's a glacier so you can ski year-round. And it's kind of one of the only places in the whole United States you can do that. So I was like, wow. well, we got to make, you know, we got to make do with this. And we got we to gotta utilize this. And so you're, I'm going to hit that pow-pow and just mm-hmm. shred it up. Mm-hmm. Good for you. So I found the mountain culture to be so funny yeah. that I started filming everything and making these little things and storylines yeah. and whatever. And then when I went to school, I really wanted to go to UCLA and I was running track at the time in high school and I quit track because I got so in love with snowboarding. And then my UCLA scholarship went away. So I ended up having to go to San Diego State. 
And what I was up, like, San Diego, bro. What is I went to surf camp every year in San Diego. Shut the fuck up. So I thought I was going to be a Which Blue Crush. Uh, oh, Mission we, Bay. Oh, Blue Crush was my life. I went to Pasquit Surf Camp. Mission Bay. So I lived in Pacific City. Yep, yep, yep. Right next to, yep. Oh my God, that is insane. Yeah. And so I, I was like, San Diego's the closest I can get to LA right now. And like at the best school and I'll study fucking business because I want to learn the business of entertainment. And I'm going to take improv or whatever theater classes I can as like electives. Right. And then I was like writing a bunch of material and stuff and working out jokes. And right before my 21st birthday, my sister was like, I'm forcing you to try stand up. And she flew down and she made me try stand up at the Loya Comedy Store. And the second I did it, I was like, I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. I have to. I feel you, girl. I already had wigs. I was filming stuff. I was like, I already know my plan, my path. Yeah. Like, who am I kidding? I did business school just to please my dad. Right. Because I knew I would have broken his heart otherwise. And I did break my parents' heart for years. The first time I did stand up and a video went online, they called me crying and they were like, I can't believe you do this to us. Given it was a joke about giving Roadhead, but <laughs> it was all I had at the time. And I thought it was funny. I did a video like six years ago about, it was a Father's Day video and it went viral and it was about like, it was all other actors and it was just basically like a sorry dad, a sorry dad video <laughs> too. Everyone's like, this Father's Day, my father won't call me because I decided to become an actor. My dad called me so fucking angry. He was like, how goddamn dare you? You put no. this out there like I'm a bad father. He was like, and I was like, dad, it's a joke because you, I'm like, do you want me to be an actor? He was like, fuck no, you're reckless, you know? But I was like, this is the, the whole amount joke. of times we have to say it's a joke. It's a joke. When sometimes it isn't, sometimes right. it's not though. It was, when it's <laughs> always 100% truthful. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. See, I was always jealous of the kids who didn't know what they wanted to do, who were like, oh God, you know, I don't know what I want to do. Like, where am I going to go? Because I was a theater kid through and through. So really? I did theater in high school. I did theater in college. I got, a, mm -hmm. you know, an acting degree. And then, yeah. and I, so for me, it was even more frustration because I'm like, why am I not cast today? Right now. Right. Right. And so, but I, I knew I was going to do comedy. I did stand up at my senior prom. Oh my, my junior what? prom. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. I used to do <gasps> stand up in high school. So I knew at that that's moment. Insane. I, what would you tell jokes about? I, well, I roasted the senior class. Oh God, that's gorgeous. And then I was like, once I made my peers laugh, I was like, okay, fuck, I can do this. Congratulations. The holidays are over and you made it out relatively unscathed. You know, you only thought about killing all your family at one point. Here's the deal. You've done everything for them. Your love tank is empty, right? You've given the gifts. You did all the shopping. Now it's time to give yourself the gift that keeps giving. Nothing is more annoying to me than when you're in the shower and you realize, oh, damn it. I need a new razor. I ran out of my scrub. I ran out of my shaving cream. To me, that is just the ultimate chore, like having to go to another store to get a razor. The cool thing is you can give yourself a gift and you can catch your breath and do something just for you. And I'm talking about giving the gift of the Dollar Shave Club. Here's the deal. These guys really know their stuff, okay? And especially when it comes to shaving. They make amazing products that they've literally spent years developing, crafting, and refining. The Dollar Shave Club really makes shaving comfortable. I'm obsessed with their razors and they have a prep scrub and an aftershave glow. Literally, I got it for Jeff thinking it was just for him and now I use it for myself. I've always loved a good, strong razor. I can't stand the marketing behind everything else just for women. I started stealing Jeff's stuff and now I ordered for myself. Listen, you can get it when you want it, when you need it, whether it's once a month or a few times a year. It's the best way to upgrade a chore and just like turn it into a delight. Treat yourself with a Dollar Shave Club Ultimate shave gift set that basically has everything you could ever need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, two replacement razors, prep scrub, shave butter, and post shave do baby. So you'll be glistening from head to toe, smooth as a baby. Head over to dollarshaveclub.com slash absolutely not. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash absolutely not to save on these ultimate shave products. Dollarshaveclub.com slash absolutely not. Now back to the podcast. It was an interesting world where then it took me so long though to find my actual like point of view and voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like you, I love a fucking wig. I love a wig. Where's your wig shop in LA? I have a few Midtown wig. Okay. It's in the middle of nowhere, but you can barter with them. Oh, fuck yeah. And they have great fucking All wigs. Asian run. Yep. Yeah. My all places Asian in Atlanta run. are all Asian run. And they sell some of the best makeup for like a dollar. 
Oh, and I think, I don't yes. know if they're losing money on that. No, they were 100% are. Because it's like stuff you would see at like a CVS or a Rite Aid for like $20 and they sell it for like $1.99. And I'm it's like, all the I literally get 70 of them. I'm like bad Santa in there just fucking scooping it up. It's the NYX, the NYX brand. They have like 65 different lip liners. Gotta be. Yes. We're, we're shopping at the and same powders, place. powders though. Yeah. They have some setting powders that I'm like, how is this $1.99? <laughs> like, yeah, the wig can be $100, whatever. Give me the lip liner. I got a makeup by Mario beat face right now for $4.25. You're baking every time you story, like your under eye is so it's glistening. I'm just, I mean, I well, got I'm going to need to get the kit from you after the show, but yeah, 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 yeah. So what's it's, next on the agenda for you? Where you're touring? Going Tell back us to LA tomorrow, you. doing shows in LA over the weekend, and Love then it. doing the next round of Snow Circus. This show, and it is. I'm calling it a workshop show because yeah. I'm still figuring I want to dial it and like film every single one. And I kind of I'm taping everything because I want to like see what it ends up turning into. Right. And uh, the next one's yeah, Tuesday, December seventeenth, eleven p.m. at UCB. And then I go to, it's like Brea Improv, going to Nebraska. Apparently got an offer to do like some Netflix stand-up competition show that doesn't, I'm, I'm like slightly worried about, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. That's the weird world right now. I, yeah. Well, I spent two years, I made two pilots with the E where they were like, we want a female character show. And it couldn't have been farther from what they wanted. <laughs> Because guess what? You and I were pitching the same show at the same time. Yeah. I had the best life with Heather and it's all of my my characters. And everyone was like, no, because Amy Schumer just did her character show. We're not ready. We're not ready. And I'm like, nobody yeah. knows what they want, though. Yeah. That's the thing, Becky. Nobody knows what the fuck they want. Nobody knows what they want. They give too many notes. And so you're like, like me being young, fresh out of like, whatever. Oh, this is my first pilot. Like this one, they gave me 70 grand. This one, they gave me 200. Like... I'm figuring it out. I do a budget. I don't know. I'm like, right. I can make this cheaper and better with one cameraman by myself and make yeah. something way funnier than this. And they would do it as favors and you guys wouldn't have to spend a thing. So figuring that stuff out has been such, I've just learned so much and like, but that's the hard thing when you are like a self-starter and when we've done our own shit. I mean, I filmed everything. All of my characters started pretty much in my mom's basement. Yeah. And it's literally my mom holding the phone and I'm yeah. screaming at her like, God damn it, Robin, get the light right. It's all family driven. It's all family driven. Yeah. And so then when these producers come in, they want to give you notes. You're like, you're not in my fucking mind. I yes. eat, sleep and breathe these characters. How fucking dare you give me a note, Charlie? Yeah. They literally come to me and they go, can you play a girl who thinks she's made it but hasn't yet? I was like, so, so myself, so fucking me, <laughs> yeah. you want me to play me, bitch? Yeah. Fine. She on. Jesus. What are we doing here? Oh, that, like, literally, that is my brand. Are we trying to make comedy or not for fuck's sakes? Yeah. Because there's other people in the world who aren't just trying to make it. Yeah. There are like genuine characters in the world who are little Italianos who kill people or like. There's somebody who works in a pet store and fucking thrives. And I want to exactly. see their story. Exactly. Yeah. There is a woman who spends all day, every day at the Instagram walls on Melrose and I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. And I play her and I play the guy at the weed store. Yeah. You get it. But I mean, anyways, it. we're just, you know, all I want to do is make people laugh. And that, that those are the goals. We'll see about this show. But I have like two kind of rough hours. One's a character hour of stand up and one's a regular hour of stand up that I want to keep doing. I absolutely want to make movies mostly just with you. Yeah. Um, Let's I think do us, something. We yeah. could play like sisters who didn't know they were sisters. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Parent Trap. Who meet in Paris. We meet for sure because we're so French. Or wherever Adam Sandler shot that last movie. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I got it something even better. We're Louisiana like, like Cajun, like Bayou. You know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta be like from the Bayou, from the swamp. <laughs> a couple, couple swamp kids. Yeah, why don't we be swamp Can kids? Can we invite Shia LaBeouf? Well, is he our brother? Are we fucking him. Well, that's a hell of a question. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I'd love for both. I would love to do I both. Because I feel like that's the Louisiana way. It is. It's pretty on brand for Louisiana. <laughs> I just did a show in New Orleans and I was in Target and Lafayette. I've never been in New Orleans. Oh my God, it's crazy. Okay. I grew up going there in college because all my sorority sisters are from New Orleans, but you got to prepare yourself. But I was literally <laughs> in a Target. We were driving from Houston to New Orleans. We're in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana. And we stop in a Target because I got to get some makeup and I'm in the makeup aisle. And this, no, 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 this Cajun woman, I talk like this. She goes, get that L'Oreal telescopic. She's talking about the L'Oreal telescopic like mascara. She goes, it makes your eyelashes look so long. And I was just standing there in the aisle going, is anyone else hearing this? This fucking full Cajun white woman. You cannot understand what she said. So, no, 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 no,
Yes. And, and then it, people see you do them and they go, oh, I know her. Yeah. And you're like, well, someone's got to give them a goddamn voice. Because <laughs> right. she ain't never going to leave the town. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So it's fun to do them on stage. Well, I'm excited. L- ladies and gentlemen, I'll let you get out of here because I've, I've had you for a while. But listen, check out Becky Robinson. Yeah. And where, uh, where can people find you? On Instagram, at Becky Robinson for YouTube, the Becky channel, my website. Please don't call my <laughs> asshole out for this. <laughs> There's the real Becky Robinson is like a really famous cat woman. She created what? a foundation called Alley Cat Strike and she like takes care of rogue cats in the streets. So I had to come up with the website domain BeckyRobinsonTheGreat.com. I'm sorry. I love that. Okay. No, you're just honestly telling people what they should already know. <laughs> that when you come to my website, it's just going to be nude photos of me <laughs> eating Subway sandwiches. <laughs> yes. And then I'm on Twitter at Becky R. Robinson. Uh, Can I thank, tell you? Yeah. Twitter's too hard for me. Yeah. Twitter's, I'm going to delete everything. They're in now. They're like now the Twitter people are like, so when are you going to start tweeting? I go, I, it's too much. No. I just figured out Instagram. I don't want to do it. And that's my whole business. Yeah. And videos, now you need, need me to videos. fucking tweet? No. 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 It's too much. It's too googly and, yeah. and, and tech and techie. And either we need a person for it or we're just not going to do it. Yeah. But I just want to say at the end of the day, I fucking love you so much. Thank you, you so much for just inviting me over to your house. Well, I like funny bitches. And I've said since the beginning, the only people that I want on the podcast are people that I actually want to talk to and like get to know and have like hear their story because this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and then eventually Tara Reed will call me back and I'll be able to book her. Oh, um, well, when I see her, she goes to a bar I always go to at the bottom of my hill in LA. So when I bump into her, I'll send her Please tell her to call me back. I'll tell her to call you back. I'll I'll tell her, Tara, Heather's on the line. Perfect. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, follow Becky Robinson. Thanks for being here, bitch. Thanks for having me, See her on the road. If you're in LA, go see one of her shows. If you see her on the road, just see her. She's absolutely hysterical. And I feel so honored to have her here. Thanks, sweetie. to be here. Love you. Oh, I want to thank Becky Robinson for coming in and giggling with me. What an awesome episode. Truly just want to expose y'all to as many female comics that I love and adore. You know, we just need more funny ladies in our life. She is a riot and her characters are absolutely incredible. You can find her on the road. Find her on Instagram, Becky Robinson for the number four on Insta. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have the most amazing holiday. Let's fucking do it, doggy. Let's go into Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Chinese New Year. Just ripping our tops off with fun and favor. And gratitude and love. Remember, as always, click, subscribe, like, I don't know, download, do all the damn things. Call into the absolutely not line. Leave me your absolutely nots over the holiday break. I want to go into uh, the new year with some good ones. Love you. Mean it. As always, thank you for tuning in. Y'all are the fucking best. Have the best day ever. Love you and see you next time on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.